cuman tak boleh keluar tak boleh telepon anak tak boleh jumpa siapa-siapa hmm, sebab itu kalau dipucong memang baik tapi kedekut tak keluar rumah empat tahun di sana tuh saya tak pernah dikasih duit satu ringgit pun tak pernah dikasih Hello everyone, how are you guys doing? Welcome back to the Stranger Maids podcast. For our previous episode, we talked about abusive maids and abusive employers. If you haven't listened to episode 4 of Burns and Bruises, do check it out after this. Feel free to connect with us on our Instagram at Stranger Maids. We'll be super happy to receive your feedback. Also, we just want to say thank you. Thank you very much for staying with us till the end. You are listening to our fifth episode, which is also our final one. It's been a journey, huh? I'll be your host for today, for the very last time. My name is Athira. Right, without further ado, let's get into our topic for today, which is Mikasa Sukasa. Editor, cue my music. Mikasa Sukasa. It's a Spanish phrase often used by Mexican people living in the States, which translates to my home, your home. Fun fact, or more like horror fact. Did you know that during colonial times in New Spain, it was said that the colonials would simply enter the home of miners, and miners there had to say, go ahead, sir, my home is your home. It was a polite thing to do, and technically it was true. Here in our context, however, there is a similar power struggle that happens when a domestic worker enters the employer's house. In this shared space, both the employer and the domestic worker will need to make negotiations. And sometimes, one may colonize the other. Who could it be? Sometimes, employers do try their best to make their domestic workers feel comfortable. But what if the domestic worker becomes too comfortable? Love can make you do crazy things, and when domestic workers are in love, they can make quite shocking decisions. The following clip is by one of our interviewees regarding her own experience with her domestic worker who had worked for her family for almost two years. We've had a maid who was very young, um, maybe only a couple of years older than my eldest sister. Um, and one day when we came back home, she wasn't there. She had actually eloped, like she had run away. Um, and she had tied our house, our house keys to the gate. And at that time, we were still in primary school, so that was actually quite dangerous. Um, there was another incident. The most scandalous incident was, um, our, uh, I can't remember which number made, but when we were gone for Raya, um, apparently she had brought her boyfriend over, but she had told us that a strange man came over and she got raped. Um, but apparently she had just brought her boyfriend over and it was a really big it was a really big deal like the police got involved and everything um, my dad told me that um, apparently she was reported she reported feeling a bit unwell 
So she went to a nearby clinic whose doctor happens to be my mom's aunt. So um, I guess my aunt like tested her for a, a variety of things. And when my maid was given a pregnancy test, it tested positive. Uh, so when she came back, my mom called the police just in case to prevent any like false accusations being made against my dad or my or my mom's brothers who frequently come over uh, which I'm assuming is when she confessed so that you know I guess her guilt uh, came over her since it's a bit unexplainable how she can become pregnant if she if either she if she didn't go out or someone had to come in you know it's kind of scary to think that a person you trusted would do something like that i can only imagine the shock her mom must have experienced it's scary that someone you trusted to take care of your house would simply bring someone over like that in fact earlier this year in january a similar case went viral a domestic worker from indonesia had worked with her employer for seven months the 18-year-old domestic worker was at the employer's home alone while her employers were outstationed. She took the opportunity to drive her employer's Honda and accidentally crashed the car. Not just that, she also brought her boyfriend to the house and slept with him in the master bedroom. The public was appalled, especially when there was a video of her admitting to her actions on social media. And it went something like this. Umur saya 18 tahun, saya dari Jawa Tengah ke Jawa Saya melakukan perbuatan saya tidak ada saya lakukan itu perbuat sebuah di rumah majikan saya di kamar saya di, di kamar pos saya. Ulangin yang keras. Saya melakukan perbuatan yang salah, salah besar yang tidak pantas saya lakukan bersubuh di kamar pos saya. Dan saya membawa mobil tanpa seizin yang pemiliknya. Her employer was kind enough not to report the case to the police, but merely sent her back to her family in Indonesia. There was also no mention of any compensation. It does make some people wonder if the agency has given their domestic workers any training for this type of thing, like the etiquette of working. Perhaps it depends on the agency. For professional and ethical ones like Pink Collar, their workers will undergo 11 days of intensive training where they are taught a Malaysia-specific curriculum to gain hard skills and soft skills. There is also another type of behavior that is extremely worrisome, and that is using, selling, and even stealing employers' money or belongings. Um, I specifically remember a time where my maid, where I was asking my maid for a one of my notebooks um, that I didn't know where it was and she said that she had sold all of them she had sold like the, the lined notebooks to like the recycling men and she asked me not to tell my parents and uh, I never did um, yeah and we've had we've had maids who have sold our belongings before even notebooks are still not half as bad as what we see in the headlines there are domestic workers who steal employers' Chanel bags to use on her off days. There are also domestic workers who secretly try out their employers' clothes to show off to her friends on her Facebook account. The most common one of all is, of course, stealing money. But what's really interesting is how they smuggle the money. 
In 2019, a Filipino domestic worker managed to steal more than 8,000 Singaporean dollars, which is equivalent to about 24,000 ringgit, from her Singaporean employer. After noticing that his money was missing when he opened the safe later that day, Lee immediately alerted the police after suspecting that his domestic worker had taken his money. The police arrested her and took her to Changi Women's Prison after charging her in court. However, while they were doing a body scan on the domestic worker, they detected a foreign object hidden somewhere inside her genitals. After the object was removed, it was found to be a plastic bag containing 5,000 Singaporean dollars, which is about 15,000 ringgit that she had stolen earlier. The rest of the money she had already sent over to her family in the Philippines. There was also another case of a domestic worker getting caught with cash hidden in two drink cartons. Another domestic worker made a cake and hid her employer's jewelry inside the cake, only to be caught because she forgot to bring the cake back with her to her home country. Why does this happen? We decided to look into the psychology of these outrageous behaviors and found three possible reasons. The first one is short-term focus. Human behavior is focused on doing things that feel right in the short term rather than things that feel right in the long term. This means that they are prone to compromise their long-term values in the presence of short-term temptations. So, for example, you have a boyfriend, you're in love, you have the house and the car all to yourself. Your employer is away, so what's stopping you? The second one is ease of action. People also tend to do what is easy for them to do in a particular environment. For example, maybe the employer left the car keys out in the open. Hence, the domestic worker might be tempted because it is easy to just simply grab the car keys. To avoid this, employers should keep valuables hidden because even the most honest people can become dishonest when they are tempted. And lastly is cost of action. People are also prone to cheat and to steal when they think nobody is watching. People behave better and cheat less when they feel like they are being watched. It could be CCTV cameras, pictures of eyes on the walls, or even the belief that God is watching them. So another tip would be to hire a religious domestic worker. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. You're probably thinking, what about employers? We've heard about problematic domestic workers. Aren't there any problematic employers? Those who are overly possessive over their house and belongings and just take it to a whole new level. The following clip is a domestic worker who has encountered several problems with her employers. Kalau di Saudi itu dua tahun, tak boleh keluar, tak boleh pegang telefon. Kalau telefon tu harus pakai kad, terus telefon sendiri. Kalau telefon lama-lama, bos tu majikan Saudi itu dem. Kalau soal makan bebas, kalau Saudi. Cuma tak boleh keluar, tak boleh telefon anak, tak boleh jumpa siapa-siapa. Sebab tu kalau dipucong memang baik, tapi kedekut, tak keluar rumah. Empat tahun di sana tu saya 
tak pernah dikasih duit satu ringgit pun tak pernah dikasih hmm. makan pun kalau seandainya saya beli kangkung satu ikat itu ber, dibagi enam kalau beli ayam satu satu ekor harus satu minggu ada orang enam orang enam kalau soal telepon memang boleh dipecong tapi cuman itulah kedekut Alhamdulillah tapi kuat 4 tahun Alhamdulillah hmm this might be the employer's way of being careful for example her employer locks her domestic worker indoors to prevent her domestic worker from running away or getting into off-day mischiefs the employer is being stingy to avoid the domestic worker from stealing, possibly. But it still doesn't make it right. Of course, when a domestic worker enters a house, the employer is in a way sharing their most personal space with a stranger, and different people will be willing to negotiate their spaces differently. If the employers allow too much freedom or be too welcoming, the domestic worker might take advantage of it and cross boundaries, or in Malay, we call it bijak kepala, which means step on the head. But if the employer is too strict, too possessive, or even too paranoid, that will result in unfair treatment towards the domestic worker. So, in terms of mikasa sukasa, or my home, your home, where is the line drawn exactly? Nevertheless, regardless whether we are domestic workers or employers, we come from different backgrounds with different experiences and different worldviews. There has to be a give and take. Employers should practice precautionary measures, but in healthy ways. And domestic workers should practice healthy communication with their employers if any of their needs are not met. Here is a special interview with a domestic worker who suggested to her employer that she wanted to take her driving license so that it was easier for her to fetch the kids. Her employer in turn agreed and paid for all the expenses. Okay, uh, Kak Jun macam mana? Kak Jun boleh ada lesen? Uh, macam uh, majikan cakap macam mana? Majikan nah. okay, dia tak, tak apalah sebab saya fikir dulu sekarang hantar budak kan. Hmm. Pergi sana sini ambil kira susah sikit kan. Hmm. Saya fikir-fikir ayah ambil kelas je lah. Senang lah. Oh, Bos dia, pun tak halang lah. Dibayar semua lah. Ah, dia semua bayar lah. Aku just oh. pergi kelas macam tu je lah. Hmm. Uh, uh, apa apa perasaan Kak Jun bila majikan suruh apa cak ambil lesen semua? Dah rasa tau? Ah. Rasa macam mana Awal-awal tu takut sikit lah hmm. Tapi lama-lama Lama terbiasa Okay, okay je ha. hmm. Apa ni uh, Pernah tak uh, Bawa kereta majikan tu Terlanggar nah, Bukan tak pernah Pernah eh, lah Pernah ha. pasal Sebab bawa kereta Volvo tu kan ha, besar dulu, Pernah dulu Tapi Awal-awal Tapi tak teruk sangat lah Oh macam Ter... Uh, terkena sikit oh. Itu sahaja lah uh, Majikan cakap apa? Biasalah awal-awal marah Biasalah Tapi lepas tu okey je Tak ada lah macam Marah Potong gaji pun tak ada Tak ada lah
So sekarang uh, kalau ada, dah ada lesen hmm. uh, bawa hantar hmm. anak dia kan hmm. pergi pergi mana? Sekolah. sekolah lah pergi mana lah pergi sekolah pergi mana dia pergi lah tapi tengok tempat lah kalau dia menjauh aku tak berani hantar lah. Paling jauh pergi paling jauh mana? Pak Ampang dia punya sekolah Sentul kan? Hmm. Sentul, jalan Sentul, eh Sentul Timur sana uh-huh. lah. Jalan itu paling jauh lah. Uh-huh. Ampang, uh-huh. Kiki. Cuma kalau jauh-jauh tak pandai bawa, saya tak tak berapa pandai pakai apa itu, wes ah. Uh-huh. Atau ber, tak berapa pandai. Oh, so uh, masa awal-awal tu hafal jalan. Tak bos tunjuk lah. Oh bos tunjuk lah. Bos tunjuk lah. Dulu kerap ikut tapi kan tak. Orang kata just ikut-ikut sajalah uh, tak uh, berapa jam jalan lepas hmm. tu dia bagi tunjuk ini ini ni apa tu ke By letting her take a driving course or in Malay sekolah memandu he has shown that he trusted her enough to invest in her and to even drive his Volvo on her own This is a great decision since she can now easily be able to serve him and his family better This shows that an employer and a domestic worker can have a mutually respectful relationship. Trust is an important element in order to have a healthy win-win relationship. So, here we are. Seems like we've reached the end of our podcast series. We hope the journey was enjoyable for you as it was for us. We hope you took away new ideas and gained new perspectives about the minority migrant group we call domestic workers. We hope this podcast has deepened your understanding towards them and inspire you to approach issues more delicately and holistically. We really appreciate your continuous support and tuning in to our podcast series amidst this pandemic. If you want to support this podcast, do follow us on our Instagram at StrangerMates and share this all over the internet. You'll make our day if you do. (laughs) With that, thank you very much, guys. Stay healthy and stay safe.